Hey there, my name is Ricky Smith, and I'm the founder of Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere, a nonprofit that simply does exactly what it says promote kindness everywhere. We know the world is crazy right now. If you are searching for a podcast that has a deeper conversation about race, my co host Angel Gray and I will be discussing everything going on right now on our podcast, Random Acts of Podcast, on Blue Wire Podcast Network. To find out more, go to rakenow.org. Enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Welcome into another episode of Bogey Free. I am your host, Matt Jones. You can find me on Twitter at MattJonesTFR. Tonight, I am flying solo uh, to break down some things to look out for at the Charles Schwab Challenge this week. Uh, Evan will be back with me next week. Um, just my uh, my schedule has been a little bit crazy over the past couple of days, so uh, we, we couldn't get a time that worked. Um, but... Like I said, have no fear. He will he will be returning uh, for next week's show. Uh, before we get started, uh, there's there's been <laughs> obviously a ton of things that have gone on in the world since the last time I recorded a show. Um, I I hope that you and your loved ones are healthy and have avoided uh, as much of the negative consequences from this pand- pandemic as possible. Um, I'd also, I just want to quickly say, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the protests that are happening right now. Um, I don't want to get into anything too, you know, political because I just, I don't think that this should be a political issue at the end of the day. Um, no matter what your experiences have been or what you've seen, what you've heard, uh, what, you know, quote unquote side you're on. Um, I'm hoping that if you're listening to this, you can agree that, People just deserve to be treated with decency and that we could do a hell of a lot better uh, than we are doing right now. Um, I hope that's not a I hope that's not a controversial thing to say at this point. Um, So, yeah, I'm hoping that you're all safe and healthy and I'm hoping that uh, we will we will start to see some things uh, change and turn around so that we can all uh, we can all do a little bit better. All right. So. Let's uh, let's start off uh, just very quickly talking about the tournament itself. Uh, we have seen this. Uh, well, I guess I haven't personally, or probably none of you have personally seen it since the '40s. But uh, this track has been on tour uh, since the '40s. You'll see there's a ton of history at Colonial Country Club. Uh, it's down in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, it's a par 70 course. It's a little bit over 7,200 yards, depending on the setup. Uh, pretty small greens, bent grass. Uh, if you're, if you're interested in the, the real statistical breakdown of everything, um, as usual in the intro to my article, you will see, uh, the link to the preview article from last year. So you could check that out. Uh, nothing major. Nothing major has changed uh, in particular about the course in the meantime. So 
Um, all of that stuff is still relevant. It just doesn't include, uh, I guess, last year's winner. But outside of that, it's uh, it's about the same, all about the same stuff. So uh, Colonial Country Club, par 70, 7,200 yards. Um, and uh, obviously we are dealing with something that we've never dealt with before this this forced layoff where um nobody <laughs> nobody really knows uh who's in form and what's going on uh as far as guys routines schedules um health what they've been dealing with at home everything so uh you're you're probably going to hear a ton of narratives this week as you go through you know, your list of, uh, subscribed PGA podcasts. I'm not going to pretend that I know any better than anybody else. As far as this goes, uh, I did do a little bit of digging as far as, uh, layoffs go and, and breaks between starts for, for different golfers and outside of guys who just sort of play well in Hawaii and, California and your our good POA putters um there wasn't there wasn't really much signal there so um you could like I said you could tell yourself a lot of narratives but uh I don't think that and that I'm going to be buying into much of anything other than what we already what we really know about these guys as far as long-term form goes and a lot of that is captured obviously by the power rankings that I put together that will be up uh for you for free again this week everything uh, I probably should <laughs> probably should have made this more of like a big bigger announcement but uh the next two weeks we will uh keep everything in front of the paywall the uh the optimizer which we we rolled out uh right before the break um all of the articles, the ownership projections, everything that I put out will be still free uh, for the next couple of weeks. If you are listening to this and you are an NFL subscriber on Rotoviz, obviously uh, you're going to have access to that through your NFL uh, subscription. But if you are not and you are just here for the PGA goods, uh, there's going to be some options that roll out that you could go month to month with the PGA. Or if you sign up for an NFL sub, uh, you know, you'll you'll get that and the PGA stuff included as well. So uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, it'd be great to uh, to have some support, get a nice little community going, and uh, we will we'll see how this season goes. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. It feels feels like I'm talking here in January, even though it's June 9th that I'm recording this. So uh, it's going to be a little odd, but it'll be great. We'll have a nice busy uh, sports summer slash fall as far as the golf goes. So looking through the chalky options up at the top, we have Rory McIlroy and John Rahm. Um, on the first pass of ownership that I've done, they are two of the most uh, most highly owned guys that we are going to have in the field. And obviously, I mean, as far as as far as golf conversations go, you can't really poke a ton of holes in Rory uh, Rory's game for sure. And you know, John Rahm is number two in the world for a reason. So, uh, from from a strictly golf perspective you can't you can't really fault anybody for clicking on their name um 
However, over the this break, I had I did do a little bit of ownership research uh, that will sort of be floating through the content as we move forward. Maybe I'll maybe I'll put it into a big piece uh, and make it into an article at some point. But um, it's it's almost embarrassing how bad we are as a community at picking. Uh, you know how how ownership doesn't necessarily. Uh, correlate to DraftKings performance. So over the last three years, there have been 42 golfers that have been in the uh, the 11K range with 18% or higher ownership, and less than half of those guys have even scored 80 DraftKings points. So what that tells me is that we should probably be looking for uh, guys in the 10k 11k range that are lower owned unless there's like a glaring reason for it it's probably plus ev just to avoid the ownership and um and get some of these lower owned guys into your lineups uh and i'll i'll sort of steer you in the right direction if you are interested in doing that here in a little bit um so they're fine obviously from a golf perspective but uh, if you want to play the game theory, uh, the game theory game, which I think you should, uh, you should be looking elsewhere uh, for some ownership relief. Webb Simpson and Sung J Im are looking to be the two most popular 9K guys. Again, uh, really, sort of two of my uh, my favorite guys to roster so far this year. Simpson has been really strong in the power ranking since I uh, since I built it out last year. Eam has made 18 of his last uh, 19 cuts. He just got his first victory a few months ago. So, uh, again, hard to argue from a golf perspective. But we're seeing this similar trend pop up in the 9K range, where if you look at these guys who have had 15% ownership or higher... Only 38% of golfers in that group have scored 80 DraftKings points. So that just tells me that we that we are sort of falling into this, and it happens in every DFS sport. We're falling into this groupthink a lot of the time, and these ownership, this ownership concentrates so heavily on onto just a few guys and golf. Like there, if you if you're listening to this, you've probably played PGA DFS before, and you know how variant it can be. So definitely worth uh, worth pivoting off of Eam and Simpson if you if you feel so inclined. Um, and actually, interestingly enough, the nine K golfers that have been under ten percent owned have hit eighty plus DraftKings points. 48% of the time. So at like about 10% more uh you know, more successful uh at paying off their salary and also uh giving you a little bit of leverage in your lineup. If we dip down uh a little bit further, $8400, we have Scotty Scheffler staring back at us. Um another guy seems probably seems a little bit cheap just because of how strong this field actually is. Um, but I think people realize that. 
Uh, he has the seventh best power ranking score, and he's just the 19th highest salary. Um, again, pretty bad at picking the best golfers in the 8K range. Only about 30% of golfers in this range that hit 15% ownership are uh, have scored 80 DraftKings points or more. So that is not the be all end all. Um, obviously, there if you know, if 30% of these guys do it, sure. Scotty Scheffler could be in that, in that 30%. Um, but if you, again, if you're listening to this, you are likely a subscriber of Rotoviz or, uh, or have, you know, gotten here because of me. And I think that most people listening to this will realize that there's not, uh, there's not a lot of reason. There's not a lot of incentive for you to go so strongly against this tide, um, the the samples the sample size is large enough uh, that we should be trusting these numbers, and we need to make sure that we are aware of it and taking advantage when possible uh, with some of the some of the pivots that we could make to be a little bit more successful. Before I let you in on some of the pivots that I am most interested in, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online. There is no shortage of action going on over there. Uh, we know a lot of these sports are are coming back soon. NASCAR is already back. PGA is coming back this week, and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on all of the simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events. Uh, you can participate in the $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, which is uh, sort of like a March Madness-style NFL sim tournament that you can enter for free. Uh, and also, really interesting, uh, I, I caught some of this the other day. Right now on Bet Online's YouTube channel, uh, you, they have an interview up there with ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges uh, to talk about uh, the the documentary that uh that was about michael jordan that you probably watched uh if you are listening to this um and some very interesting stuff uh came out sort of you know about the quote unquote the other side uh the documentary obviously put michael jordan in a certain light and some of his ex-teammates did not feel uh like the whole story was told so definitely worth a look uh, visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all of the action. Bet Online is your online wagering solution. All right. Now, we got we have some pivots to talk about. Uh, like I mentioned, we have been, as a community, uh, we have been not so great at picking the best guys in basically any price range. So if you are looking to get off the expensive chalk, it looks to me, at least at this moment, that uh, that Bryson DeChambeau is going to be the lowest owned uh, guy of the, I guess there's four of them at 10K and up. He's sort of just a natural pivot off of them with all of that ownership being soaked up above him uh even with justin thomas being pretty heavily owned uh i think that we're going to see maybe like an eight to ten percent owned uh bryson which 
would be great because, um, you know, he's not that far off of these guys as far as just raw talent, as far as the power ranking score. So it's definitely worth, uh, definitely worth trying to get some exposure to him. Even if you say you're building 20 lineups and you just get him in four, uh, you'll, you'll likely double the field. And, uh, I think you should feel, I think you should feel pretty good about that. Uh, Patrick Reed and Colin Morikawa are excellent pivots off of the Eam chalk, 9,300, uh, for Eam and then 92 for Reed and 91 for Morikawa. Uh, again, just with so much ownership, uh, concentrating onto Eam, uh, and, probably probably rose right below those two guys um i think you're going to find yourself in a bit of a an ownership vacuum there and um they're all within a couple of points of each other for the power ranking score so they're definitely worth a look um down a little bit deeper if you go if you scroll a little bit past scotty scheffler you can find victor hovland who actually is essentially has the same power ranking score as Scheffler, and you're going to get him uh, at least half of the ownership uh, as as far as what I'm seeing right now. Um, so, you know these these younger these younger talented guys uh, are going to be excellent pivots. Morikawa and Hovland. Um, I think are gonna we're, we'll talk about them again at the end of the show. Um, but they are two guys that I think I'm going to be probably triple the field on. Uh, if we if we go down a little bit, I didn't mention these these two before, but it it appears that Neiman, Joaquin Neiman, and Byung Hanan could get a little bit popular. Uh, if that if that holds true when you're looking at the ownership projections on Wednesday. Um, I think you could you could easily pivot to Billy Horschel. Uh, you could go Harris English might be a little bit popular, um, but they're they're both right there in the same tier as far as power ranking goes. Um, so they would be they would be good pivots uh, with hopefully similar uh, a similar range of outcomes um, as Neiman and on. If you are just insisting on on going all the way up and paying for Rory and Rom, which again would not would not fault you for doing that. Uh, Steve Stricker all the way at the bottom at sixty two hundred, super cheap, uh, definite uh, definite cut equity for the price. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I can't imagine that many sub sixty five hundred. Uh, golfers end up making the cut. I think Steve Stricker is probably one of the best chances that you have uh, for doing that in that range this week. So he's a guy that uh, will find his way into a few lineups to pair up with those expensive guys. Um, a little bit closer to the seven K range. Uh, if you're not, if you don't need to go quite that deep, Bud Cauley at sixty eight hundred and Rafa Cabrera Bayo at 6,900 are both like these boom bust type guys. They are never going to, uh, you know, string like a half dozen tournaments together in a row and really wow you. Um, but for a week for, for a couple weeks, 
they can catch fire, I think, and um, I like the fit for both of them this week. So they're uh, they're definitely in consideration for like a deeper deeper punt. Uh, and again, you're not going to you're not going to see their ownership get crazy, so you don't really have to worry about much uh, as far as that goes. If uh, if you've been following along with the cash locks so far this year, um. We are 14 for 16 with made cuts. And uh, we had, I believe, Eam. Yeah, at the Honda, we had uh, Eam as the winner, uh, which was nice. And about 60% of the cash lock uh, golfers have made the top 25. So we've been doing pretty well with these. I'm hoping to pick up uh, where, you know, where we left off last uh, and for this week, it's a couple of guys that I already mentioned. Colin Morikawa at 9,100 and Victor Hovland at 7,900 uh, are going to be locked and loaded as our cash locks. So um, good luck this week, guys. I hope uh, I hope that you are well, like I mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, don't forget to join the Listener League, and we will talk soon. See ya.